Greetings, peasants. Welcome back to the Knights and Nerds podcast. This is Tim, your Dungeon Master, and I want to say thank you very much for listening to this. We have a heck of an episode for you today. Excuse my language. It is long. It took me a long time to edit, but I hope you'll like it. There's a lot that happens, and a lot that's going to happen in the next few episodes. Oh boy. Before we get started in this episode, I want to say thank you to Edson and Ben for writing those very kind recommendations on our Facebook page. Thank you both so much for doing that. And if you also want to help support this podcast, you can tell your friends about the show. You can write a review or recommendation or throw a rating on iTunes or or somewhere else. Or if you want to do none of those things, that's fine too. It's up to you. I do want to give a shout out to Max, Clara, Kennedy, and Will for starting their own podcast, Dorks and Dragons. Very exciting. I'm very excited to listen to the first couple of episodes. I haven't had the opportunity yet, but hopefully soon. It's not really a shout out, though. I'm not really shouting. It's more of a reasonable mention. I'm giving a reasonable mention to Dorks and Dragons. A brief warning, there is a point in this episode where one of the microphones cuts out for a few minutes Uh, So we did lose some of the conversation that we were having, and it was kind of right while some decisions were being made. So instead of trying to make you listen to some incomplete recordings, I'm going to briefly interject at one point later in this episode just to bring you up to speed. Hopefully the impact is minor, but I just wanted to give you a heads up. I'm also happy to announce that in the next, hopefully next week, We are going to have another Creating Villains episode, this time focusing on the cleric. I've got to say, I've sketched out a few ideas, and they are pretty cool. So keep your eyes open for that coming soon. And as always, because I didn't mention this earlier when it would have made sense, if you do want to support the podcast besides giving a rating or review, you can go to thingstimrote.com slash books, and you can buy a few of my reasonably priced fantasy ebooks which I think are pretty good. Plus, there's a complete trilogy. So you can read an entire complete fantasy series right now, if you wanted to. I mean, not right now. You're listening to a podcast. Afterwards, you could do it. Let's be honest. You don't want to hear me talk about mattresses or getting food delivered to your door. And I don't want to talk about that stuff either. So it would make me beyond elated if you went and checked out some of my books because I am confident that if you like this show, you'll also like my other writing. Anyways, I don't want to go on and on about it. Let's rejoin our heroes. Let's rejoin Candice, Katie, Matt, and Tom, otherwise known as Fiance, Vanna White-Helsing, Spruce Lee, and Gilladob Fabblestabble. So, you guys found your way underground, made your way through some traps, killed some spiders, got electrocuted a little bit, uh, and uh, were found by a uh, number of warriors from the Fathom's Fighters, including Ketvar Kiaro, a.k.a. Kit Kat. You were forced to relinquish your weapons by another member of the Fathom's Fighters named Seth, but I think Gilly kept one weapon. Oh, yeah. Was it the magic one? The magic dagger. All right. You were sort of taken into the Fathom Fighters' encampments, and the leader of this group, and there's maybe a hundred soldiers there is named Rainer and he asked you a question in Draconic 
And you responded like an idiot. <laughs> Honestly. It was just an honest reaction. She's an honest soul. I mean, Can't I love you. It. Thank you. Lives out with the animals. Doesn't think about our sneaky ways. He asked, who do you serve? Vanna Whitehousing replied, Kalira. And he reacted strangely. And Ketvar had indicated that Seth had expressed suspicions that Rainier was secretly perhaps giving information to uh, an unknown third party for for unknown reasons. Rainier did start before asking that, mentioning under his breath something along the lines of, you are what we expect, I expected, or... He did say something like that. As if he's yeah. expecting someone. That's what I thought. Because I feel like that's important because he then uses Draconic after the fact. So I'm thinking he's expecting a spy from the Red Dragon guy. Or like another team mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that. Okay. We better watch out for that then. He did say that he had been trying to track down a group of people that were infiltrating their tunnels, but he had had no luck until that point, And he initially thought that that, that was you. Giladab had suggested finding... Or I'm sorry, Giladab had suggested talking to Warren, the deep gnome smith, to see if he might know of any tunnels or secret passages out of this place so you guys can make your escape. After that wonderful recap, Giladab actually has some questions for our group. So he'd probably like pull people off so just us can hear. So now that we have our suspicions of Rainier, as much as I do still want to maybe use the smith's help to go out in the tunnel tunnels avoid their people and find these crystals should we spy on rainier at all before we go like he might have quarters or something that we could sneak into do you have a small animal that you could uh, look through maybe i got small animals i I can disguise myself i can be real sneaky it's all rocks i get bonuses just really enjoy carrying you around like a baby when you can't see There's not enough babies around. <laughs> it's just you're so little and cuddly. I'm just thinking that once we go out again and leave this camp, I don't know if we'll be back. Crazy things happen. I mean, that's also assuming that he's going to let us just, like, leave. That is a, a part of the plan as well. Right. We'll have to be how we get out of this encampment and whether he'll let us go freely. But do we try and spy on him first and then go about that stuff? or? I mean, yeah, we're down here mm-hmm. as well. But underground, there's... Definitely things like rats and bats flying around freely. So you're saying I, I can just send a rat familiar. Well, Kit Kat will tell us where his quarters are. So yeah, I could use my bat to spy on him if someone can just watch out for me. I feel like somebody was really As I cannot in see and or hear. I, I would love to hold you. <laughs> what a weird way to mm. say that. sense romance developing for sure he's always just praising me because i'm so awesome (laughs) she just wants me for my golden gems uh so ketvar is still with you and he had basically said that he'll help you in whatever way that you can because spruce lee gave him sort of the rundown of what you guys are after but he also points out at this point in time that you guys don't have your weapons does kit kat know where those are being kept i ask spruce lee Ask him. You're his friend. <laughs> I ask him. <laughs> How about you say it? Gildadom just doesn't really talk to him. I don't know. Keeping it tight. <laughs> He's like standing right next to you. <laughs> you say it to me instead. I'm aware. Spruce, could you ask Kit Kat? He's standing right next to me. Yeah, Ketvar points to this small 
um, structure. A small building built of crudely carved stone about 7 feet high and 15 feet wide. He says, that's the armory. That's where we keep our spare weapons and also, at this point, your weapons. And also some of the gear from from those who have uh, fallen that, we're, that we managed to salvage is in there too. As much as the intrigue of a room full of weapons and gear is to me, that I could fill my pockets full of things, I kind of want to break into this guy's room. Let's see what kind of either information or, or what I can find in there. So if you guys are willing to help out, I think I'm going to use my familiar to help me, but I'm going to go in myself so I can actually grab stuff and then try and get out of there. But either way, if, if we've got two objectives before we have to leave, if one of those goes wrong, we're going to have to like potentially run out of here. <laughs> Weaponless. Yeah. So do we want to try and do this at the same time? I don't want to say split the party, but... We're in an encampment, which I feel like is a small area, so it's not really splitting when you're just finding information. Yeah. Like, if you, as long as you don't break into the room until after we got the weapons... We're going to be less than, like, 100 feet from each other, I think. Yeah, because if we break... If you break into the room, that's when it can go wrong. If it's just a bat, no one's going to think twice about the fact that a bat's gone in to look at something. Yeah, I'll scout it first with yeah. the bat, but I think I just might have to stealth my way in to, like, either grab up scrolls or... If he's got maps in there, if he's got a notebook, to just actually take them because the bat won't be able to leave. Yeah, with I just anything. wouldn't do that part until they figured out the weapon part, True. so that there isn't an so issue. So maybe you can work with uh, Kit Kat, get the weapons back, and I'm assuming that the armory is guarded. Correct. There are two warriors standing out front, and then when Ketvar had his map out, he says, "This is this is the tunnel out to like the lower depths from here." There's another. Like, a, we've made a barricade there, and it's there's a couple of guys posted there, too. Well, like, yeah, Kit Kat, would there be a time when someone that you know that's, like, a little more loyal to you might be guarding the equipment room to make it easier for you to, like, gain entrance with maybe Spruce Lee and Vanna? Or, or is that maybe part of your duties at any point? I'm also assuming the armory's locked. Probably, right? Guard, locked and guarded? That's correct. Ketvar is, he says, I can try to get these guys to, I don't know, maybe go get a, like a, a portion of mead or, or ale and say that I'll watch, watch the door for a few minutes. The guard posts leaving the encampment, they change every hour. So you might have a window of opportunity there if you can make it out quickly and quietly. He basically says, you know, whenever you want me to go and see if I can get these guys out of our way, I'll, I'll do that. Did you also want me to like talk to Seth to see if he has any ideas or do we want to keep this to as few people as possible? The entrance to the armory, is it pretty, it's pretty like out in the open. I mean, even if he manages to get the guards to go away so that we can get in, we'd be in plain sight of a lot of people just waltzing into the armory and then waltzing out with our, <laughs> with our weapons. Just do it with confidence. Nobody will question that. One of us can, turn one of invisible. us can turn invisible. Mm. True. And anything you grab turns invisible as well, no, right? No, I have to have it with me, but I can hide it under cloaks and stuff. So you have to have it with you when, when you cast a spell? But if you were wearing, like, a cloak that's now invisible... We agreed and then you that put something clothes under, that were invisible could cover Could something. hide, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, if, okay. you, if I was hiding you behind my <clears throat> invisible cloak, it, because that part is already invisible. Either that, or, like, you could wait to cast it. He could possibly let you into the, you know, he might open the room, you slip in, 
then you cast it and then you could you know he could just open the door and nothing walks out with all our equipment and walks out the front gate with all your equipment and then i'll come back from my little spy mission if all goes well yeah we might have to stab some people to fill in the gaps but (laughs) we can't stab them without weapons speak for yourself stabby stabby (laughs) (laughs) kephar's like can we keep the stabbings like to a minimum because the we're i mean we're we're all on the same side here right we're just uh non-lethal stabs i think it's gonna be um giladab with vanna's help breaking into rainier's room you're gonna break into the room though before we have the weapons i think we're gonna do it like the same time okay are we still gonna eavesdrop on him though that's why i thought you were gonna check first well, recon work. Yeah, I'll send the bat like out front as a scout, but I think I'm actually going to try and like get in the room and take his stuff. Because other- the bat would only like see a room; he wouldn't be able to like if there's stuff in there. Read though, a book unless yet. the book's open. Like, but you don't know if there's stuff in there yet. True, but he's suspicious. I'm sure he's got things to steal. Right, it's up to you. I think the I guess the core of it is getting our weapons back and getting out of here. I'm going to be invisible and get into... Oh, well, I'm going to somehow sneak stealthily into a... I'm going to sneak, sneak stealthily into a room and uh, try and steal a bunch of weapons while he checks to see if there's anything to steal from Raynar's room. I guess we'll go, and then once you're in, as long as you can get our stuff, Vanna and I can leave. I for sure know what all your weapons yeah. look like. Yeah. Are you being sarcastic? I think you should go with her. Should. I think you need to go with You're a weapon master. So yeah, you've right. had training. Okay. Grab the good ones. He can't go in, though, because he can't get back out. You guys will figure it out. Ketfar, uh, he says, sounds like really, really dangerous what you're going to be up against once you're out of here. And he he takes off his cloak and he hands it to you. And he's like, I think you'll probably need this a bit more than me. Hands it to who? Spruce. It's a cloak of protection. Ooh. Plus one to your AC. It's like the... Good luck rolling dice. The Doctor Strange cloak, basically. No, you can't fly. Ah, shit. Idiot. And it can't strangle people. (laughs) And punch people. So it's nothing like it. I got it. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, it's not the same color either. (laughs) (laughs) He also says, you know how I said that there's like gear from other people that we've lost? I think there might be a couple of things that you guys would be interested in. Yeah, does anyone have someone to write with? Whoever is going in, I'm just going to mark down some some spots in the armory where I think these things are. Uh, there's some boots over here boots. where this... Yeah. Bracers. There's a, a quiver of enchanted arrows. And then there's a loot. Yes. There's a loot no. that belonged to Paul T. That he will never play again. So if you can grab those weapons, I don't know. Do you have anything else that can like where you can just carry a whole bunch of other stuff? Who's carrying the portable hole? Elwin gave you guys a portable hole a while ago for the dragon bones. Remember that? Uh, I wrote that he gave it to us. <laughs> <Give us. laughs> a portable hole, six foot diameter by ten foot deep pocket dimension. Did not write down who he gave it to. Let's say I have it, I guess. Sure. All right. I'll take it. Yeah. That works for our plan anyway. Can you you give that portable hole to people? Yeah. It's portable. Give me that portable hole. 
Baby, I do so. <laughs> and now I'm writing down that I have a portable hole. Is Faye basically going, like, gonna go invisible by herself and then you three are sticking together? I'm, I just want to get a better idea of what's happening. I'm going in, not, I'm going invisible, like, using stealth and the fact that uh, Ketvar said he's gonna send them away to grab some food. Right. I'm going in the room with the black hole. Yeah, maybe we should just do that first and see how things go. Portable hole, not black hole. I'm going in with the portable hole. <laughs> and the plan is to turn invisible while I'm in the room, touching everything, so that well, I can... You, but you, you don't do that with the, with yeah, the you, hole. Yeah, you don't need to do that now, because you've got the portable hole. <clears throat> to get hole. back out, I will. Well, no, I just go in and vi- turn, cast invisibility, go in, put everything in the hole, and come out. Mm. The I hole's like the size of like, something that you can hold in your hand when you fold it back up. So, you so if, I, if you I'm already f- holding the hole... You can fit lots of cucumbers. You can, fit it, you can put it in your pocket. No, the question, if I'm already holding the portable hole, I turn invisible, it's invisible then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everything I put into it becomes invisible also? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I walk out, so I don't have to be touching everything to yeah. turn invisible. We can just shove all these mm-hmm. weapons into the portable hole. Yeah. Okay. So you, you can be invisible when you go in. It makes cool. it easier to get in. Do that. So, okay. Spruce could get in the hole. You could turn invisible. You go in. He could get out, help you move stuff around, and then get back in the hole with the weapons. Ooh. Theoretically speaking. Wait, could I get into it? Like, yeah? Ooh, I like this. <laughs> Change of plans. Why? Let's do it. I don't know. You don't have to listen. Because... Stuff. It'll be faster. Because Faye is a little bit... Even though she got the little map with all the things, just to be safe, let's put two of us in. And then Vanna can stay with Gilly. Sounds like a plan to me. Let's do it. Open the hole. Let me in. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Ketvar nervously says, okay, I'm going to have to see if I can go get these guys to leave their posts. Are you getting in the hole? Yeah. I'm okay. All, all up in the hole. Mm. <laughs> all right. Ketvar's, Ketvar's walking off. And I'm invisible now. And then Vanna and Giladab are off to well, Rainier's. I guess at first I'll just send my bat out to scout and see okay. what it's like. And then once you inform us of that. So using your uh, roguish talents, you... you can sort of just glean by looking around. You're very used to getting quick assessments of of your surroundings, mm-hmm. always wanting to know where the stuff might be. Rainier's quarters is basically just like this tent. It's this sort of crude tent that's that's uh, that's set up. No one's really standing outside of it, and he's. You can tell you like you can hear him somewhere. He's not in it. So back going in. Yeah, I guess he can go in under the flaps and uh, get into that tent. Front flap, side flap, like, where's he going to go? <laughs> it's through the front, through the open door of the tent, I guess. Okay. Switching back. Friggin' Kit Kat. Here he goes. He's he's unsuccessful in trying to get these guys to move. Uh, you can tell that he's still, like, kind of low on the in the hierarchy down here. Hmm. Well, Spruce, you're there, right? He's in the in, hole. In the hole. In the hole. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you've got like 10 minutes before you run out of air. Um, Vanna. <laughs> After the bat flies through the front flaps of the tent, you notice Rainier walking towards the tent. Okay, I guess I'll whisper that to Gilly. With the bat inside, you notice, like, there's there's really not much. It's pretty Spartan. But the one thing that you do notice, and somebody else may not have picked up on this, but you notice what looks to be a poor simulacrum a poor copy of the parchment and quill that you got from martin the cloak Mm, the eye parchment 
yeah, it's not nearly as nice. It looks like somebody would like use the same. Looks like somebody used the same type of enchantment, but it does not look like the same quality. So you don't think this came from Martin? Well, if that's what stands out, then I would command the bat to quickly try and grab it, and depending on the layout, like bring it to the edge of the tent, kind of like when not the front, but either the back or like a side. Or maybe there's some furniture obscuring it, and get it down near low the bottom. Because if he's able to do that, then Giladob can kind of sprint up, and even if he has to cut a little hole to, like, you know, get it through the back of the tent or something, then I can do that. Vanna, as you continue to watch Rainer, he draws his sword as he goes into the tent. The bat manages to move both the quill and the parchment uh, aside before Rainier enters, but he he enters as if he's expecting somebody. Um, but I guess once he's once he's there, he like just charges in, he's got his sword ready, and he, he's like looking around for traces that somebody's been there. He's a little perplexed that he can't see anyone. So since he's inside the tent... He probably has some sort some of, kind of like... Uh, spell or something. Yeah, yeah, lets him know that if someone comes into the tent... That... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so since he's in there, Giladab would open his eyes back up, and use my all of my speed to rush up to the side of the tent but also stealthily okay make a stealth check please 16 so let's cut back to Faye. what's Faye gonna do these guys haven't moved at all so ketvar after he suggests that these guys hey you guys want to go like you guys can i'll take over for a few minutes and they're like we just started like 30 minutes ago we'll stay he he says oh uh did anyone fix that little hole up in the roof? Or is that is that still there? Nobody's fixed anything. Is that hole easy to get to? How, how like high up is it? Like, is this a climbable thing for me? It's crude rock that's been cut out of the caves. So it's not like smooth. It's not like it's there's any stonework really. It's, it's just been, it's kind of a shelter. So picking up what Kit Kat's putting down, I'm gonna climb up into that hole. Make a stealth check with advantage. You know, it would be really helpful if someone else was out there and could be, you know, distracting them in some way and I didn't have them in a hole. Fifteen? Ketvar continues to talk to them and you're able to get up to up to the, the, the roof here, which is angled towards a, a point, but uh, there is a, a gap in there. So you're going to have to make uh, an acrobatics check to sort of slip through it. Thirteen? Yes. <laughs> you're in. You're you Into are the in. armory. You are <laughs> in. You. you are in. <laughs> Not you're in. I open up the pocket dimension and let it with spruce. Oh, thank you. Okay, so you guys are going to start your... Plundering. Let's cut back to the stealth check of 16. Gilladob, you managed to sort of just slip your hands under that side of the tent, grab hold of that stuff, and then you just making your way back towards Vanna. Yeah, if I can get a little hole in the side, then... I'd grab the stuff off, stuff up, and get back to Vanna, yeah. As you go, you can sort of hear Rainer cursing, like, what the bloody hell set that alarm off? Must have been another rat. So I say to Vanna, I got something, but we'll have to check it out later. We should go check on the others. So back into the armory. You guys have gotten everything that you've come for. It's it's just full of, like, you find the items that Ketvar noted. You also find all of your own weapons. Everything else here is like sort of standard and semi-subpar quality because it's been so heavily used. Like, you can see 
some of the weapons in here are are rusted. Some of the armor is rusted and broken. Some of the uniforms are more tattered than others. Like they're these sort of cloaks that sort of the effect of the rock face. This is different than the cloak that Ketvar gave you. That was his. But yeah, there's been there are some uniforms in here uh, that sort of speak of how some of these fighters met their end. Right. So these these uniforms, though, that would they be uh, at all beneficial in sort of obscuring us while we're trying to maybe slip past some guards who are switching shifts? It would certainly make you look more like a guard or yeah. a fathom fighter. Okay. So I'm going to take how many of them are there? How many can I see? There's like eight or ten. Oh, okay. So I'll grab four. Some of the nicer ones. Yeah, grab grab four of the newest looking ones without blood on them, if possible, <laughs> or things like that. Sure. It's it's sort of hard to tick all of those boxes, sure. <laughs> but you get a mixture. Yeah. And, and did you grab the items that Kit Kat mentioned? Yeah, yeah so he said the, he grabbed them. The boots, the quiver, the loot, the bracers? Yeah. yeah. Damn it, okay. you brought the loot. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going back out the, the way you came in, it's going to be another acrobatics check. Or if you're going to go out the front, it's going to be a stealth check. Is there anything in the anything in the armory that we can kind of maybe pile up to make it easier to get out? Maybe something to give us some sort of advantage. <laughs> There's like a few crates of stuff. It's just me going out oh, right? yeah. or putting him back in the pocket dimension. I'm invisible. Get him to pile up some crates and so you can step up and get out easier. Yeah. Once you're out, you're out. So we'll, we'll pile up some crates and I'll put him back in the pocket dimension. I mean, I'll get back in. <laughs> it's not like you pick me up pick and him place me and put him back in the pocket. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> okay, another acrobatics check, please. I fail. But I'm invisible and everything's packed up, so even if they look inside and open the door, I can sneak out. The crates that you stacked, one of them just breaks, and you fall, and the door swings open, and one of them walks in, and one of them just stands in the entrance. And one of them is like, takes out a sword and is like, just sort of poking at the, at the crates and kicking it, and he's like, well, who the hell put these here? I just hold my breath and stay quiet. Then I guess we're still coming back to meet them. So whenever that lines up. Yeah. So you, you're you sort of making your way back and you can see that the soldiers have gone into the armory and Ketvar is sort of standing outside with his like hands on his head like, oh, what's going to happen? Here's, here's how I think this is going to resolve. Uh, can you make one more stealth check with advantage? Fifteen. Condition Invisible says a creature's location can be detected by any noise it makes or any tracks it leaves. So you've made noise and tracks. So this is going to be... I just rolled a perception check for the guard. So one of them says, Hey, go get help. There's somebody in here. And one of them takes off running. The one in the doorway? The one standing in the doorway, yeah. So I invisibly, in that time... I'm going to make a dart for the door still. The guy knows someone's in there, but he can't see necessarily if I'm moving right away. It's not like I'm leaving tracks on the ground because we're on rock. So I'm going to bolt it for the door and try and get to somewhere else across camp so that it doesn't look like me at all. Do Vanna and I see this guy like take off from the room? Okay, so there's definitely going to be some sort of reaction, I think, from us before he, you know, just runs off. If someone like bolts from a room like that, I'm going to know it's suspicious. As I run by, I go, everything's okay. <laughs> so we just hear a voice. Yeah. Everything's okay. <laughs> All right. As long as we're clear, one guy's yeah. taken off to warn people. 
The one guy's still looking in the room. Yeah. You did manage to slip by him, though. Yeah. And speak to us. Yeah. So I'd probably just be like, Kit Kat, let's get the F out of here. Maybe that's our time. Yeah. So if if you try and attack him, or even if you try and put him to sleep, I don't think it's going to increase our chances of getting out of here. No. He might warn them, but they'll still have to go investigate the room. And that might actually give us more time to get out through the gate. They're going to see stuff is missing, so. Yeah. When is the next rotation? <clears throat> the guards? I think it's been like 10 minutes. Is it the plan basically now to make a, a run for it? I can get out. Mm. Yeah, with I think we stuff. speedily go towards the gate. Not full on like running in terror yet. Not too suspicious. But if Van and I like make hastily towards the gate, maybe we can find a way to like get them to let us out. I don't know. As long as they open the gate in some way, you can slip through when you're invisible. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. You're talking about the gate to get just to get out, not well, to get not to go deep. You mentioned the one gate that had the hourly guards that I guess left towards where tunnels would lead to lower levels. The gate that would basically lead you out of here, but go deeper. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're not yeah. just gonna let us out. Well. They're not going to let us down there. That's the whole point of them. Is to Who not, knows is what's going to happen? But we have to get through that gate well, no but, matter what. Okay, so. so now, okay, obviously this is table talk because I'm still in a box and I don't know what's going on. But um, I got those cloaks so that we can try and do something to... Oh, okay, uh, yeah, I did forget. Right? So, so maybe... You guys, I know, like, you're just going gung-ho and we have, like, we have yeah, things we can do. Before yeah. we get to the gate, but get away from this area, but okay. toward the gate, but then so we'll rush off, find a quiet it. spot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let people out and then go to the gate. Like wherever we were hanging out before, so it's not so suspicious because right. people saw you guys not in the armory; you were just outside, so they know that you didn't take anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll find somewhere secluded. And everything's and then... in a bag of inv- like it's. So you're yeah. here. Everything I said, you heard from a tiny voice in the <laughs> no, pocket I, I of just... an invisible person. <laughs> I did. I, for- I forgot about the cloak part. Yeah, I forgot that we got those. So. All right, so after Would you have known that you got those? He didn't. He didn't know. Oh, that's true, yeah. So everything's okay, and we agreed to meet back at a certain point, so we're going to go back to that point. Well, you talked to us, so I guess, like, Gildad would have been like, I guess we have to get out of here. But then you would have said through your invisible voice, we have disguises, we should... I just said everything's okay. says everything's okay, yeah, so just meet at where we were going to meet. So that when we meet... I let him out stealthily. Okay, so wait, have we met? Are we away from the area? Can yeah. we... We're good. Okay. Let me know the box. You're away from the area. <laughs> I let him out of the pocket dimension, and with him we bring out the cloaks, and we kind of I'm formulate a plan from there. Oh, yeah, plus all our gear, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. True. You get a weapon. You get a weapon. You get a weapon. Everybody gets their weapons, and I've got these cloaks. Maybe we can kind of blend in figure out a way is Ketvar still with us he can't he did he yeah run, he's still with you. us yeah yeah so I don't know maybe we can try and pass it off like he's training some new guards or something and we can go up and relieve the guards that are on I don't know something something like that he says well I really didn't I really wasn't able to convince them last time but sure mm. I'll try it again this time maybe it'll be better I could cast an illusion and try to look like someone else Sure. Or unless either that or, I mean, okay, so Ketvar, would the, the Fathoms fighters don't, they wouldn't stop 
other Fathom's fighters from going past, right? Typically? Or would they? The, the guards posted there mm-hmm. are keeping an eye out for creatures that sometimes come up. Okay. So we, if we just want to go past... We don't usually do that. Are there any scenarios in which that would happen? Well, there was that other group of infiltrators that Seth was talking about. If we tried to say that we were going after them, maybe. Maybe, but that would be a tough sell. And at the mention of his name, Seth shows up. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, so actually before this starts, I just want to... You guys are basically trying to play it cool as if nothing happened right now? Yeah. And it's been like five minutes and he comes up and he says, I don't know how you did all this, but like if you're going to make your break for it, do it now. Rainier sees that all of your weapons are gone. Uh-oh. He's coming. Uh-oh. He says, if you're going out of here, go fast. If those guards spot you, you'll have to kill them. Because if you get what you need down there and you come back up, if Rainier is still in command... He will have everybody on lookout for you. So no one else can see you leave. And the tunnel branches off at one point. Go to the right. All right, so we either need to sneak past these guys or... Because obviously if we kill them, then they're going to know. Like, people are going to come and see that they're dead. And they'll be like, oh, well, they went down the tunnel. They're still looking for the infiltrators, right? Seth says, I'll try to blame it on... Like some creature that came up. I'll do my best. You better go. Rick I'm going to go and try to... I'm going to go and try to stall Rainier and buy you a minute. How long does sleep last? You have sleep, don't you? Yeah. I mean, long enough that we could potentially get out of there. But if they see us before we put them to sleep, then our know, cover's true. blown. Yeah. Okay. Though so I could put them to sleep and murder them. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might have to use force. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it. If we go up in cloaks, in the same cloaks that they wear, and you cast sleep on them... They might not know it was us. Might get a little bit of a surprise on them like that. Well, and they might not know it was us. They would just see people, they would Mm -hmm. see other Fathoms fighters coming up and then... That's true. Although that relies on you successfully putting the boat to sleep. Yeah, I might have to disguise myself anyways, because they see me like I'm (laughs) a gnome. I walk up like in Fathom fighters clothes. So I might have to use like a magic spell to make me look more like a human and then put the clothes on and then... Or we can just murder them as quickly. We don't have much time either, right? Yeah, I really don't want to do that. Rainer's on our heels. I think we should, yeah, try sleep. And if that doesn't work, then we might just have to kill them. So we gather up all our stuff. It's all in the pocket dimension. Yeah. Is Kit Kat still coming with us? Or is he staying? I'm going to go with Seth and see if I can stall Rainier too and, and give you guys. Because he's not, if he comes after you, he's not coming alone. Good man. Good luck. Thanks, Kit Kat. Thanks. Okay. You guys uh, hastily make your way towards the the gate, going towards the deep. You see that it's it's a gate constructed of uh, mainly of wood and some stone. Uh, there is a very rudimentary locking mechanism. I don't know what you call that, like a a drop bar, like a, like a barricade. Yeah, but like the the logs are are rough enough that you could climb over pretty easily if you didn't want to open it. Uh, but there are two guards there who are sort of standing on these stones that allow them to sort of look over the wall. So I, I have a 90-foot range on sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I'll stealthily get up to that range and attempt to cast and see what it does. But I also warn that um, sleep will work where, you know, it's depending. I could put both of them to sleep or one of, only one of them do. And if one of them falls asleep and the other's awake, we're going to have to have a quick reaction. Yeah. So, like, maybe bows out yeah. and, like, train a shot. And then right. I'll try and put them down. And if one doesn't, if the, one or more doesn't go down, we're going to have to unload. Okay. Yeah. okay. yeah, I'll ready my longbow. All right. I cast a cantrip of blade ward. Please proceed with your sleep spell. <laughs> yeah, it's 29. Is there other five there? Yep. Yeah, 29. 29. Both of these guys fall over. Yes. Fuck yeah. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was. Dice were good. Eight, seven, six, five, and three. I had a number in my head, and I was like, it's probably unlikely that he'll get both, but he'll no, get one. No, that's a top roll. It was sure. a good roll. <laughs> All right. of it's above so average. So you guys are going to now lift the lock? No, just run. Climb the fence, right? You said it was easy. Like, would it even well, require an acrobatics check? You can just lift the bar, though, and leave. Yeah, but then the gate's wide open. That is true. It's, it's, and he's a nice guy. Then you have to do stealth and no one <laughs> That's else not what in. I meant. I meant more so that it's very obvious then that we went through. If we can hop the fence pretty quickly and easily, both ways. let's do that. She's in the front of the military style. Yeah. We're, we're like in position. We make knee, up. the foot up, you know, everything. <laughs> and then we're on the top pulling the last guy up by the hands. Yeah. All right. So you guys book it quickly down the passage. Okay. And you reach the fork and you're going to go. Right. Right. All right. The passageway opens up into a large cavern with stalactites and stalagmites and and stone, naturally shaped stone pillars everywhere. But after taking a quick assessment of this room, you can tell that this is a dead end. Oh, that dick. Seth, that son of a bitch. And you can hear footsteps coming down the tunnel oh, after you. God damn it. Give you like a few seconds to prepare what you're going to do. I hide. I don't well, know what he's you're the assuming. one who said to go right. When you leave, take a right. It was like a last mm. bit of information we got. Wait, you're still invisible, right, Faye? Mm-hmm. Um, um, everyone into the pocket dimension. That's what I'm thinking. It's big enough. We could fit. That would be an amazing quick reaction. Yeah. Quick, join me in my pocket. You're invisible. If they come down and they don't see us, they'll think we went the other way. And then we can follow them. <laughs> or we can just run in terror. I open up the pocket dimension. Okay. I say we get in. Let me in your hole. I fall. Yeah. <laughs> just fall into the hole. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then you like... I hide behind a pillar. Get, yeah, be as stealthy as you can. Okay. Are you sort of like watching the entrance? All right. You see Rainer... I'll tell you what you see. I'll tell you what you see. So Rainier is the first one that you see, and at his side is a half-elf. Half Not a half-half-elf, sorry. A half-elf. And there one other human, and then behind them, Seth and Ketvar. And Rainier is taking the lead with his sword out, sort of looking behind each stalagmite and or stalactite and he says Seth are you sure they came down here I don't see anything or hear anything and you see Seth whisper something to Ketvar and Ketvar looks very afraid 
And Seth says, I thought they were here, but maybe they went left, but wherever they went, Rainer, this is as far as you go. I know your allegiances aren't true. Let us out. Let us out. (laughs) Surrender peacefully and I'll give you a clean death. Or we fight. Yeah. Because you can see that they're that they got it under control. Well, that they didn't sell us out, and they're gonna take him. They're gonna try and take. That him doesn't down. mean they're not. On, they're on our side. They might want us and him. You can see. Sorry, the half elf is carrying a crossbow, levels it at Seth, and the other human also has uh, a sword and a hand crossbow, and steps in line with Rainer. Oh, hey there. It's me, your dungeon master. This is that part that I was talking about. One of our mics cut out, and I'm just going to quickly summarize what's happening here. Van Whitehelsing, Spruce Lee, and Gilladob are all hiding in the portable hole while Fiance watches Seth talking to Rainier, accusing him of being disloyal. Faye is about 30 feet from Rainier and his two followers, and seeing that Seth and Ketvar are outnumbered, lets the other heroes out of the portable hole. Rainier and his two followers are in between our heroes and Seth and Ketvar, just to set up the scene for you. Okay, that's it. Intermission over. Rainier and his two his two followers look over their shoulders, and at that point, Seth attacks, and everybody can roll some initiative. 23. 13. Oh, I got 14. 5. Gilladob, you're up first. The group of Rainier and his two followers, they're about 30 feet away. And then Seth, I'm sorry, yeah, he got a uh, a surprise round and he threw like a throwing knife. Can I do a perception check first? Just like, I, I want to know what equipment Rainier and his two lackeys have on them. So I know what I'm going to be dealing with. Rainier has heavy armor, like metal armor. The other two have leather armor. Then I will use my bonus action to hide and make a short bow attack against Rainier. Okay, roll with advantage. This is a sneak attack. So an 11. 11, no, that glances off of his heavy armor. So the way that Seth and Ketvar are standing is to block the passage, but uh, Rainier looks like he's going to try to make it past them anyways. He speaks an enchantment, and his sword begins to glow, and he goes up to Seth to attack. Unfortunately, he misses. Okay, so now Rainier is in contact with Seth. He's a little bit further away from you guys. Seth and Ketvar's turn. They'll each take attacks on him. Ketvar misses. Seth hits. Woo, Seth! Okay, it's going to be Spruce Lee followed by Vanna Whitehousing. Okay, so how far from us is he now? He is about 40 feet away. Okay, so I can still run up to him. So yeah. My speed's 45. Uh, so I'm going to do that, and I'm going to attack him with my glaive. You would be running past the dudes who are standing beside him, though, yes? Yeah, I guess, because he... He also has a 10-feet reach, because he's using the glaive. So if I stop 10 feet short of him, will I <laughs> not... Yeah. Will I avoid getting attacks of opportunity? Do you okay. have more, like, yeah. room to maneuver than, like, a normal person would. All right, so yeah, I'm going to attack with my glaive. It's with advantage, because he's flanked. Oh, oh, my second roll was a one, <laughs> but my first roll was a uh, 
22. Oh, yeah. Uh, 14 slashing. Oof. I mean, I guess I'll try and make a, an unarmed strike, too, as well. Because I can. Um, 21. Yeah. Sweet. Plus my dex, right? So for eight. Mm. Eight damage. Successfully made an unarmed attack, so you get an AC bonus, right? Yeah, with Agile Parry. And then you've got a, a cloak that adds another plus one to your AC. Mm -hmm. yeah, so what's I've it like, 19? It's 19 right now. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Vanna White Housing. Yeah, I'll use my longbow on Rainer. Damn it. Your attack oh. went right under the table. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try that again. Oh, 11. No, unfortunately, that misses. Faye, Anse, you're still invisible? Yes. Um, so I'm closer to the two, the human and the half-elf? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go back to an attack that I enjoy. I'm going to use Minor Illusion to make it sound like there are attacks coming from left and right and left and right on the one closest to me. So that would be one of the two, like there's the human and the half-elf. Which one's closest to me is the question. Oh. <laughs> um, I guess the half-elf probably. Okay. So yes, so the half-elf then. I, this also makes me now visible, but I'm behind this leg pillar thing. Right. Still. Okay. So now there's a minor illusion of what sounds like an attack coming from the left and the right, and the left and the right over and over again, like a sword slashing or... Gotcha. Okay. Is that your turn, or are you yes, going to do something that's, else? that's all I can do. It's one action. So the half-elf and the human have both now seen uh, a monk just flying out of nowhere and skewer Rainier in the back, and then an arrow fly and miss. So the half-elf is going to turn around and look for you guys. Uh, Vanna, you basically just got out of the portable hole and took a shot, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's your armor class? 16. 16, Okay. All right, so this guy loads a like a glowing arrow into his crossbow. Which one? Is or I this? guess, sorry, this is the half elf. Uh huh. Uh, I shouldn't say he loads it because it was already loaded. It begins to glow, and he shoots you. Hmm. Uh, and the arrow turns into a lightning bolt as it flies Fuck. at you. That is cool as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Not when you're getting shot at. No, but that's, that's really cool, though. You take 13 points of lightning damage. Ooh. Oh, my God. And then, Faye, you're standing next to her? No, I'm behind the pillar. Well, she got out of the hole, right? And then, because you opened the hole, and she got out of it, right? Are you talking about where I was? Oh, yeah, I opened it, so they went forward. Yeah. I'm behind the pillar. Okay. Like, I picture, like, this Like, is, cover rules? Is, yeah, well, I mean, the it's... the pillar. I opened it, and they jumped out over this way, and started coming at them. It basically, like, the spell is lightning arrow, so every creature within ten feet has to make a dexterity saving throw. Um, Gilly, I can't recall how far you said that you moved. I, I, I just shot an arrow as well, so I would probably be close. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think, uh... We all get residual yeah, just, lightning damage? Well, no, you can make a dexterity saving okay. throw. 17. Okay, and what, you? I mean, I did roll bad. I rolled a 9. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, no, actually, it's a plus 6, so... 11. Because I have proficiency in dexterity. 
still not good. Mine's a plus four. Okay. Uh, you're, you'll take 11 lightning damage, and you'll take five. Faye. Okay. Yeah. The other guy is going to um, take a shot at Seth. But he rolls a 10, and that shot just goes right into Seth's shield, which means we are back up to Giladab. Don't really like our odds of actually beating these people. I feel like the first round informed me that they are going to be very hard to kill. <clears throat> well, I guess I took lightning damage, but like, am I still hidden behind rocks? Oh yeah. I guess people are engaged too. I'll shoot at the per at the person who shot that uh, uh, lightning arrow. All right. Because they might have less armor than Ray. the other dude. You're still hidden, so it's still a sneak attack. Uh, 24 to hit. Oh, Sorry. yeah, big time. 15 damage. And then I will use my bonus action to dash and move 50 feet, like, out of the tunnel, away from these enemies, so, like, past Rainier and then past the friendly... Uh, like Kit Kat and then. Oh, okay. You're going yeah. out. So a full 50 foot move out of this dead end. Okay. So you can tell that that bolt really like hit the guy square in the chest and he almost like went down to one knee. Who's Rainer going to attack? Yeah, he's in a real, real bind here. He's stuck between three enemies. All right, he's going to take another swing at Seth. This is his first one. Uh, crits on his second one. And his sword goes off, I guess, and it pushes Seth back 10 feet and also knocks him over. And you guys can hear this boom emanate from the sword as it happens. But his sword stops glowing after that. Uh, you can tell that hurt Seth a lot. As I roll the damage. Percussive force. This is boomstick. Mm -hmm. Boom sword. <laughs> Seth just ate uh, 25 points of damage there. Oh, some, some um, ear blood, maybe? Yeah, ruptured eardrums. Ma 25 Ma points of damage? Ma yeah, Ma <laughs> from that booming sword. <laughs> it's his turn. He's going to get back up and rush back at Rainier. Oh, Seth's a badass. He gets back up. He hits with both of his attacks. He gets back up. He's like, you're going to need more than loud noises to keep me down. I would have gone with it. I hope your bite is better than your bark. Ketvar, having a tough go of it, can't get past Rainer's armor. But he's trying. Man, he's trying so hard. Uh, okay, we're back to Spruce, and then Vanna, you will be after. Yeah, yeah I'll just go after uh, Rainer with my glaive again. Uh, 25. 15 damage. This time I'm actually going to use my Flurry of Blows to do two unarmed strikes. For the first one, 17 to hit. 17, you just glance off of his armor. Goodness. The second one does not hit. Uh, oh, sh hey, what does inspiration do? You, you gain advantage, right? Yeah. Well, I'll re-roll this one then. <laughs> All right. 23. Yeah. Right. Eight damage. He is getting really worn out here. You guys yeah, are just chipping just away at him. You were chipping away at him. I've gotten max damage on every unarmed strike that I've rolled so far. Yeah. Or that I've hit with, anyway. All right. Vanna White housing, and then Faye. Okay, so this is a half-elf that fucked me up? Yeah. I am going after this, SOB. Are you kidding me for... Mm, that's a one. 
Fiance. I'm behind a pillar. Are there many other pillars around me? Yeah, there's a whole bunch. Can I use stealth to try and make my way get like more behind him? Yeah, definitely. Just make a just make a, a stealth check. He actually shot at at Van White housing. A little away from me. Yeah. So That's he why I was hoping. Yeah. They didn't really see me. I was invisible. Right. Okay. That's five. So I'm not very stealthy. I mean, there are things I'm using as cover. I don't know if that makes a difference. Uh, yeah, it does. It does. Um, and his perception check to see, like, he's distracted with the sound. He's shooting at Vanna, and you were already behind cover. Uh, he also ro- rolled super low. So. Okay. so he didn't see me? Correct. All right, so then can I make an attack with my rapier? Oh, you're going to go right after him? All right, awesome. Faye is actually going to attack Oh, someone. my God! Is this, a, this is the first time, right? This is the first time Faye is going to use a weapon yeah. on somebody Damn. else. Yes. But... This is a, a dire situation. This is a character moment. Yeah, it's a dire situation. <laughs> and she figures she has advantage because she's done this and she knew it worked beforehand. So I'm using something I've used before to build on where I'm going now. You see it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> 18, 19? Ooh, yes. Six. Yeah, so I snuck around and stabbed him. <laughs> and it's then like- I quickly retreat back behind stuff or do I have to stay there? <laughs> uh, yeah, if you move away, he'll oh. might get an attack of opportunity at okay. you, but... I will stay there, then. He's so surprised, he's like, ah, where did you come from? I just see you doing it, like, with a flourish, too. Yeah. Just like a... <laughs> like, like Zorro or yeah. something. <laughs> like right into the ass, cheek. <laughs> An F. He's gonna just, um... He has to make an action to try to figure out where this sound is coming from to try to see if it's so he's going to make an investigation check and that's the first time I've rolled a natural 20 in so long and just all that happens now is that it becomes faint okay so he'll still hear it but it's just not going to be as prominent uh he's looking like this guy took a crossbow bolt to the chest and then you just run up and slash him with your rapier he's not looking very good so he's going to try to basically run and get out of there but you're going to get an attack of opportunity okay so we're gonna attack him with my rapier again. Yeah. Yeah. And Faye's just stabbing people now. This is what she does. Would I also get an attack of opportunity? If he runs past you, yeah. Or within ten feet of you. No, I didn't take the No, you have your glaive. If he runs oh, past you within, within ten, 10 feet. feet. I see. Yeah, twenty one hits. Seven. Okay. Can you describe how you dispatch this half elf? Oh he's dead. Yes. Oh so as he goes to 90s. run past me, I quickly take my pointy rapier and slit his throat. Wow. Just <laughs> went hard from like never attacking anyone I feel like to just slitting someone's throat. I feel like that's her description and it's probably more she tries to do something fancy and as he runs, he kind of just impales his throat onto the rib. But I mean, everyone has their own perception. I'll let you tell the story. I do tell the story. I'm the bard. <laughs> <laughs> the story will forever live on as how I tell you it. You intentionally <laughs> slit his throat. Yes. Yeah, the human who's also standing nearby is also going to run, but you've already used your reaction. Uh, so he's going to try to make it out of the cave here. Passing Spruce? Yeah, he's going to pass Spruce. Yep. So Spruce, going to turn and level your glaive at this dude. Oh, yeah. And that's a natural twenty. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> So it's double. 
So that's what double damage. Is that what it? Yeah. Oh, well, you can roll your damage dice twice, okay. and then add your modifiers. <laughs> My lowest rolls yet. A one and a two, uh, and then plus four. So is that to each one, or how does that work? With it's one? just one guy. You just double the dice, but you have only one modifier to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So seven. Okay. Catfar uh, is also going to get to take a swing at this guy. Any hits? Yay! So you slice this guy with your glaive, and then Katvar just skewers him with his sword, finishing him off. That'll teach you to run. And we're back up to Giladob. Rainier's looking pretty rough. I will turn around from my position after I ran gracefully away from the threat and shoot an arrow at him. You can hear him smirk and say to Seth, "Is it is it too late to surrender? He says it sort of in a mocking way. Uh, 22 to hit. 10 damage. 10 damage. Yeah, he's looking very, very rough. He utters an enchantment again. His sword starts to glow. He's going to turn around and take a swipe at Spruce. Ooh. It's a natural 20 again. And your armor was 19. <laughs> yep. You're at full health. Yeah, but... You're gonna might take a tumble. He did 25 against Seth, and that would make me unconscious. So. And he uses magic. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Man, with all your armor, it's the only way he could have landing a hit that big. And ironically, I'm not wearing any armor. No, you're <laughs> just yeah, very defensive. What do you mean by that? Uh, Spruce, you take 27 points of damage. Oh God, I'm unconscious. So this sword booms again, and Spruce flies backwards ten feet, and also falls over. <laughs> Tumbles backwards. Um, Seth is going to take a swing. Apparently I've just got a glass jaw. <laughs> like, <laughs> great armor class, glass jaw. As soon as well, I get okay. hit. <laughs> you, 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 you got critted with, like, thunderous smite, which is, that's no joke. That was like 2d8 plus 46. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. Seth unfortunately misses, which brings us to Spruce. Make a death saving throw, please. Nat 20. Nat 20. <laughs> I think he, is there something, a rule for that? Yeah, you're conscious with one hit point. Oh, yeah. nice. Van White Helsing, it's your turn. You take one mean punch and then... <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> take that breath of life. That's amazing. How far away am I from Rainer? Like 40 feet. Alright, I'm gonna try this longbow for the third time and hope this somehow works. 27? 27 to hit? Yes. Cool, and I'm gonna use Slayer's Prey also. 12. So after Rainer delivers this thunderous blow to Spruce, who gets back up immediately, he deflects two blows from Seth off of his shield. This arrow comes streaking out of the darkness, and where do you shoot him? Hmm. <laughs> throat? Right through the throat. Ooh. Right through the neck. Yowza. And he crumbles to the ground in a dead heap. Because he's dead. A non-lethal. <laughs> non-lethal <laughs> arrow to the throat. Arrow so we can find out what's happening. <laughs> All right, so you guys have vanquished all of your enemies. 
Does Seth seem like he reacts to us? Does he turn to, like, do anything as Rainier falls? I think I, we turn to him to, like, dude, you told <laughs> us to come this way to a dead end. What the hell? A little heads up would have been nice. Freaked us out. Yeah, and then Gilladob walks over to the bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Seth puts his weapon away and he says, Ketvar seemed to trust you. So I've, I've thought that you would do the right thing, but I am very worried to put my trust in people. So I thought maybe this extra incentive of being a dead end might uh, put you on our side. But I am sorry for the deception, but this had to happen. Rainier is not totally loyal to Clara. I had suspected that he was actually in league with Bearheart's brigade. And if if you are from here, you know that... Ulrich Bearheart claims to be the rightful ruler of Iterin and has been working ever since the end of the war to undermine Kalira and hopefully restore his family to power. What is this, Game of Thrones? Yeah. How many people are wanting this to- He's probably given <laughs> false promises by the dragonborn. Maybe he's assisting them. So there's multiple people who are after this throne. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they were somehow in league with Agarand uh, in all this, but uh, Rainer had been giving information somehow to somebody. I take Rainer's sword and place it back in his sheath and then walk over and hand it to Spruce Lee. Can I carry him? How many weapons can I carry? <laughs> you can at least carry one more longsword. I haven't decided what to do with it, but it made things go boom. So yeah. I made mental note to take that. You can Keep it in the pocket throw it in the hole. <laughs> yeah. Well, how, how many can how many weapons can I hold on me? Uh, I don't know. Is there a limit? <laughs> really track weight. There is a way to like calculate all your weight and your strength and what you can carry. But you're stronger than me. You have a 14. I have eight. This will be my fourth weapon. I'll put it in all the right. hole then. Well, no. They, uh, can I put the qu- my quarter staff in the hole and keep the sword? <laughs> sure. All right. I put my staff in the hole. Then <laughs> <laughs> take this sword that seems to have thundering smite. Katvar is like, oh yeah, Seth. Sorry, I told him about a bunch of stuff in the armory that they could take. I. I think they need it. Ketvar gives them the rundown of, of what was taken. I open up Oops. the uh, dimension and like Santa, I flourishly reach in every time he's going sure. to introduce an item. The boots of Elvenkind, bracers of archery for an archer, 10 arrows that are also plus one to hit, plus one to damage. Gilly, on the half-elf archer, you find two other special arrows that sort of glow with this blue lightning. Well, the only thing I have... The loot... Like the yeah, the only thing is the loot. It gives you plus one to your spell save DC, and it can cast the spell Warding Bond once a day without using a spell slot. And Seth is like, yeah, based on the fact that you are intent on going deeper, I think you're going to need all this stuff. And he says, you better get going before more people show up. I'll see if I can drag these bodies deeper into the cavern here out of out of sight. I, I, w- I would mention before we go that... Um... We got some sort of scroll of communication from, from Rainier's tent, but there might be other useful things. So definitely search them and his tent. And uh, hopefully when we escape with what we've found, you know, if we come back through, maybe we can get, you know, meet up again. That must be how he was communicating with this other group that's been trying to slip past us. If you encounter them, you have to stop them. I'm good Agreed. at killing people, so... yeah this isn't the thieves guild anymore all right he says best of luck to you 
you as well. Thanks, guys. Did you guys see how I killed that guy? Very impressive. Okay.